Struggling to find that voice for your brand or your business? Have you ever considered being a voice actor? Well, on this episode of Dealcasters, we're joined by one of the best, Jody Krangle. Jody has voiced national and international commercial campaigns for companies like Bissell, Kraft, Capri Sun, and Visit Orlando, narrated documentaries and corporate videos for Fortune 500 companies, and has been the narration voice for shows on many TV networks worldwide. So get ready to learn the power of voice for growing your brand and hear the buttery smooth sound of Jody Krangle. <laughs> it's so great to be here. <laughs> Ta-da! <laughs> right. It's supposed to sound like that, isn't it? Right? Yeah. It's something to do with audio branding. Like maybe we maybe we need sound maybe. effects. We're not sound effects kind of people, but uh, sound yeah, design. Maybe, you never know. Right. Yeah, Foley. <laughs> Jody, thank you so much for joining us. This is I, I told you this, and I meant it. This is a. Uh, there's a lot of people that are people's dream guests, you know, and and there are like huge names, right? And people will talk about these huge names all the time. But I love to have people... You're a huge name to me because um, <laughs> I, I love the fact that you have... You, you know, Obviously, you're a voice actor and you've done these phenomenal uh, commercials that a lot of people probably aren't aware of is your voice. Even they're hearing your voice right now and they're like, is that, is that familiar or whatever? <laughs> but I mean... You've done commercials for Dell, for Bose, for HGTV. There's all of these brands that you have worked with, with your voice. And I can't think of a better way to promote yourself as a voice actor than on a podcast about audio branding. It's just like the most brilliant um, sort of (laughs) thing there is. And so... Thank you so much for joining us, and I, I, you know, I can't wait to to get into this. But I'd I'd love to maybe start if we could for those uh, here in the uh, the the car buying public on, on Amazon <laughs> and those that are listening sure. on, on the podcast that we'll be putting out. How did you decide to be a voice actor? What came about? Was it someone that said, "Oh, you have you have a great voice for this," or was it something that you did and it clicked for you? What what was that first? moment for you when when you decided to be a voice actor? Well, sound has always been a huge part of my life and and singing in particular. I've been doing that since, I don't know, before I could talk. <laughs> Probably something like that. My family is very musical, so we were raised that way. And I always kind of had it in the back of my mind that that was something I really wanted to do with my life. But I didn't know what voice acting was. And when I decided um, around 1995, I decided to volunteer my time at the Canadian National Institute for the Blind. So that uh, was a really interesting aspect of behind the scenes that I had never seen before. And I didn't really know how all of this operated. But I was we were actually using reel to reel tapes at the time. (laughs) So it was interesting to me, both as the technical aspect and the voicing aspect. And really what I was doing there was not really books. It was more magazines. It was more the day-to-day of stuff who couldn't see were, were, you know, what they would listen to to keep them up to date with what was going on. And it was a wonderful experience. I really enjoyed it. And I promptly did nothing with it for many years. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I was actually in internet marketing and SEO for a number of years. I had a songwriting website called The Muses Muse. That started in 95 and went until 2016. (laughs) But when I started that, 
uh, songwriting website, I was trying to figure out how to promote it with no money. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I learned a lot about internet marketing and the the whole SEO thing from like very from the very beginning of things. And around 2007, I got really bored with the internet marketing and and SEO for other people. I just kind of got I, I you know Google was the only game in town by then. I was kind of I was bored. You know, I was done. And because I was already self-employed, that thing that had been in the back of my head for all this time, the whole voiceover thing, was like, hmm, I think it's time. I think it's time now. (laughs) Next day. (laughs) That was my focus. (laughs) Wow. And so is that... And and from that point, you said, I'm starting a business for for doing that. And that was was when now? That was 2007. So 2007. Yeah. Okay. So at that point in time, podcasting was around, but still was not anywhere near where it is now. Right. So, yeah. Actually, the songwriting website had a radio show for a little while. Do you guys remember Live 365? Yes, I do. Yeah. Yeah. So we had a radio show. It wasn't even on there, but it was the same era of that. And um, we had a radio show that we produced, I think, once a month for about 12 months. We had about 12 episodes. <laughs> Some of them were using real audio. It was that far back. <laughs> awesome. Uh, and it was, yeah, it was just like me and a co-host for a little while and then another fellow who uh, uh, hosted it for a while. And uh, yeah, it was just a lot of fun. We were highlighting independent musicians. So it was basically a radio show with independent musicians who had given me permission to play their music over the internet. And we just put it on the website. So yeah, that was my earliest podcast. <laughs> wow. Do you, do, do you have recordings of that stuff? You know, I don't know where they are. It, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's so far back now that they're still linked to from the website because the website is static and just sitting there right now. <laughs> but uh I don't think it goes anywhere. Now you were you're a musician as well, mm-hmm. and so you have obviously that works into you know you having a heart for musicians because you were one yourself and a singer sure. and involved with in in bands uh, in bands yourself. So it seems like a perfect fit. Were you um, were you doing any performing as a musician during that time as well? Yeah, every once in a while, um, I I've been with a band called Urban Tapestry since about '94. I want to say. And uh, we don't do much anymore. And and of course, now during COVID, it's a little hard to do anything at all. (laughs) Um, But uh, we did for a while. We had one tape. My goodness, one tape and two CDs. And uh, we toured, not really toured. I mean, when you say tour... That, that's kind of assuming that you're going over to many different places and playing right. in many different places over the period of like a month, right? No, no, no. We did this from like 94 until probably like, you know, two years ago. <laughs> wow. So it's a long period of time, but we did do guest appearances at conventions all across the U.S., in Canada, in Europe. We were in the U.K. and in Germany. And uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. And I mean, I have really great memories from those performances. But every year I also perform, it hasn't happened, you know, recently, obviously, but in uh, a small music conference in Atlanta, actually, um, uh, right near the airport. 
every year. I've been I was doing it for 17 years or something like that. Um, one of the singers in a nine piece jazz swing band. And uh, we're called Play It With Moxie. And it's oh. a lot of fun. <laughs> so, so are you going to come back and do that again? Is that in the plan? I'm hoping to. I'm hoping to. I really don't know when it's going to resume. It's usually at uh, January, uh, okay. the, the beginning of January every year. And of course, last year didn't happen. Right. And I'm not sure if this year is going to happen. It really, it depends on vaccination stuff. <laughs> so we'll see. I don't well, if know. It, if it does, let let us know because you know Chris and I can come be your roadies or something, <laughs> and carry your microphone, whatever <laughs> yes. you need. Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. With a nine piece band, you can imagine we have roadies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, your podcast is about audio branding, and I think mm-hmm. a lot of people, when they when they think of audio branding, it's kind of like the last thing they might they might think about and it's like uh let me go buy let me go license some free thing on premium beat or story blocks and kind of like toss it you know into and underneath uh something um so if somebody were watching listening right now and um they were like well how do I, what is how do i create an audio brand for myself for either my podcast or for my business and how important is uh, is an audio brand uh, to uh, to someone's overall brand, not just logo, color codes, and and everything else. What how what would you say to someone that would say, you know what? Um, can I just get music? How important is an audio brand for yeah. anyone's business? I think it's important for being memorable. One of the things about sound is that it hits us really fast and really deeply. And it's an emotional shorthand. It gives us that emotional context for what we're seeing. So if all you're looking at is the the visuals of your brand and your logo and all of that stuff, that's not bad. Certainly, that's going to help you become memorable, but it's not going to be the whole picture. If you think about the other senses and use them along with the visual, it makes more of an impact. And it's way more memorable. And the key thing with audio, if you're going to actually have an audio brand, is consistency and and um, you know doing it over and over again. It's like you you can't just you can't just do it once and expect people to remember it. So uh, you know, repetition and consistency is kind of where what you're going for. And uh, you know, in, in a lot of cases, people use this in advertising. So the idea being that the more times you hear something, the more you're going to remember it. And if you see that with a visual and then you take away that visual and you've heard that thing often enough, all you have to do is hear it and you see that visual in your mind's eye, right? So that means that then your audio brand, whatever that happens to be, is translatable in any different language all across the world, right? Like think of Intel, think of McDonald's. These are brands that have used that kind of thing to their advantage. And now you don't need to see the logo of Intel. When you hear that, da, 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 you know. Oh, my God. It was immediately when you said (laughs) Intel. Yeah. It was boom, boom, boom. Yeah, I was, yeah. It's there. It's all there. It's in your head. But it's because you saw it so often and heard that, that sound associated with it in like every tech commercial you watched over 20 years or something like that. It's been huge. 
And McDonald's, it's the same thing. Right. It went from one song to a chorus to five notes from that chorus. But we've heard it so often now that it's, you know, you know, yeah. da, 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 da. Like we know that song, yeah. right? <laughs> That's it, right? <laughs> so so these things are, and I think in a lot of aspects that the the advertisers aren't necessarily thinking about this consciously until it works on their behalf. And I think that's what's been happening, that we're starting to become, as these things are 20, 30 years out, we're starting to recognize that this is actually a thing, that this is a human behavior we can take advantage of. And it's time. (laughs) And start now, because you're going to reap the benefits of that 20, 30 years from now, right? I love I love how you talked about the repetition and I'm and and Jim can attest I'm I'm very impatient and I like to move <laughs> things around and I love to you know change things up and be fresh mm-hmm. but you're right in that if you're if you're promoting yourself um there are lots of people that for, are seeing you and hearing you for the first time and uh your sound it, you have to continue to get those impressions before eventually when someone hears something, as well as as, as sight, like you said, mm-hmm. multiple senses, that they're going to associate that sound with you, and that's what you want. You want you want it to be known and eventually liked and 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 trusted uh, in order for for that business to happen. And and Jim yeah. and I uh, obviously do a ton of video. That's that's what we do. But we always say when people come to us and they say, you know, where do we start? You mm-hmm. always start with the audio. It's yeah. it it in it, I don't care if you've got you know a a, a huge Sony uh, ZV1 camera mirrorless camera and you've got all this great gear that uh, you know we're showing on 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 Amazon and these really great um, you know things it's like you have to work on mic technique you have mm-hmm. to you don't need to spend six hundred dollars if you if if you got six hundred dollars to spend on a mic you know, knock yourself out, but you should probably learn on something that's great and affordable for yourself. And it's your environment. Yes. Your environment, what you're recording in is what's going to make that microphone sound good. You can make a okay microphone sound pretty decent if you have sound treatment around you. Yeah, Jody, we we talked about that before, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we had you come on the show and we were talking about that. And you talked about how you have built like you have kind of this like mini studio, I guess, which, that we're seeing you in right now. It looks yeah, I have a, a like five by four elevator. booth. Yeah, yeah, it's five by four, so it's not like a telephone booth. It's a little right. larger than that, thankfully, so I don't feel like I'm claustrophobic. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it is sound treated, and the walls are pretty thick. And what I love about this particular one is that it was custom made for me, so it doesn't have that dungeon look of all the dark foam that every <laughs> single booth I've ever looked at has, right? <laughs> right. You you gotta have vibes, you know? Yeah, you well, gotta, yeah, you can see she's got her brand colors there, right? I do. Yeah, I do. All of them are, yeah. But I, there's another aspect to the whole audio branding thing, and that is that it needs to also reflect who you are. So your your logo, your visual logo does that. Your audio logo should carry through with that. So you don't want to disconnect between those two things or people aren't going to trust you and they're not really going to know why. It's that disconnect. They won't understand why they're not getting it. So you got to be careful with that too. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if I'm someone who has a limited budget and Mm -hmm. I want to um, 
I want to do either a podcast or start in a career because I have a really good voice. Um, I'm asking for a friend, by the way, Joe. <laughs> and um, I want to create a, a soundproof thing. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't have a ton of money to spend and to have some you know professional studio person who can come out and do that. But it's mm-hmm. gonna it's gonna cost a lot of money. Where do you start with someone? Um, maybe it's a, a podcaster uh, who started and and has you know has some podcasts out there, but they're they don't they don't sound great because they're in a big room that doesn't have carpet in it, and that's where they're recording. What are some sort of essential things that uh, that someone who does either voice acting or podcasting or even you know live streaming could do from a sound treatment perspective? Well, there are things that you can get for cheap from Walmart, like, uh, you know, you could get yourself um, like a a movable um, wardrobe, you know, like one of those wardrobes that you could just put as high as possible and then maybe drape a a moving blanket over it and just arrange a few of them around you. That would probably do really well. I know when I first started out, I was sitting down at a desk that I had covered with a blanket and I had put uh, Ikea curtain rods in on the ceiling in a square around me, put grommets inside moving blankets and hung them around me. And I could just push it aside when I wasn't using it. So I, I, I did that for a number of years and it sounded just fine. <laughs> you know, I mean, when you have the money and you want to invest in what is your business, then yes, right. you go ahead and you... You, you commission a booth or you get someone to sound treat your room wherever you're recording and you get yourself some really good gear. But before all that happens, you don't need to spend a ton of money. Yeah. And I, you know, all, of course, all of those items are available on Amazon uh, as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so I said um, Walmart. Ooh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, that was before Amazon. Had, they, have. <laughs> they haven't pulled us down yet, Jody. So okay, um, I think I think we're going to be okay. I wouldn't um, want to be responsible for that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, I I think um, I think that's the key, and it's really the 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 show that that you're on today is is really centered around trying to help people. You know, like bring on uh, someone who we consider successful, like yourself, either, you know, thought leaders, entrepreneurs, um, you know, people of all walks of life, doesn't matter if you're in podcasting or if you're, you know, whatever, marriage counselor. Um, <laughs> it, it is the mindset that a lot of people get stuck and they get stuck on the tech, uh, the technology, mm-hmm. and they get stuck on things like this. Like, I don't sound good. Why don't I sound good? And then they think because they they clicked a few YouTube videos that they have to buy something to sound good. And if mm-hmm. I buy this mic that this person has, I'm going to sound like that person. And it's just not true. And it it's you can sound like that person with a, like a fraction of the cost if you just understand how to talk into a microphone, how to speak into a microphone, a microphone that is affordable. And like you said, some basic sound treatment things. You yeah. know, uh, why, why do we have a boom arm you know, that's, that's holding up a microphone suspended in a shock mount? Um, you know, this thing right here in front of me, uh, total cost $80. 
Yeah, but you don't want to have a stand on the desk that you are recording from because right. every vibration, every movement that even gets near that desk is going to translate into that microphone and you just don't want that. So yeah, the arms are arms. <laughs> I'm looking at the different, the arms are a, 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 an important part. Yeah. <laughs> Wrong. I don't know which, what's left, what's right. I don't know. Okay. I'm all confused. <laughs> yeah. And it's, and I think, I think I, we, many people make it more complicated than it needs to be. And I'm, I'm guilty of this. I'm guilty mm-hmm. of, of, of speaking, you know, I, and I have, you know, like yourself, years of experience with, with audio. And so when someone asks me a question, I, I immediately start talking to them like maybe they know, um, you know, 15 plus years of, mm-hmm. of, but I have, you have to go, no, listen, you know, let's like what you just said. I think there's a ton of people that don't know when you get a microphone and it comes with a stand that sits on the, ta- uh, sits on the desk or the table, like y- y- every time you tap, it's going to, it's going to be something that's going to register in your, yep. in your microphone. Yeah, so, totally. I mean, those are those are little things that people don't realize. Uh, you know, go record in a closet where your clothes are hanging, and there's mm-hmm. no bright things around, and then there's carpet. I mean, if you're not if you're not filming it, um, yeah, doesn't you're gonna Sound you're going to sound three hundred percent better yes. than you would if you are out in the middle of your kitchen where there's all kinds of bright things, or in front of your computer, right, where there's a glass screen that's bouncing back in front of you. Um, yeah, which is another one. And Chris, you've even you've even brought up too, right? Little things like people don't realize sometimes it could even be the cabling, right? Cables go bad, and they totally. I'm do. sure that's something, Jody, that you probably check often because, especially with what you're doing, you can't afford to have anything distort your audio. Yeah, Mogami Gold—that's what they're called. Uh, go with the Mogami. Yeah, they're expensive. They are expensive. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. But they are definitely worth the price. Well, it's it's, it's the whole investment thing though, right, Oh, Jody? yeah. Yeah. And besides, you lay down those cords and you don't look at them for years, <laughs> right? Like, I don't, I'm certainly not the only one that does that. I mean, <laughs> I lay them down and they're like there. They're just there. <laughs> I'm never going to change them. <laughs> they're just going to sit there. So they better be good. <laughs> yeah. And I and, and if you buy great uh, cables, they'll generally last forever. Mm-hmm. But and, and the, the difficult part for, for a lot of content creators is that they don't have the, the money for uh, Mogami uh, gold cables. Yeah. Uh, you know, well, do what you have to. But yeah. yeah. And, you know, I've got a, um, I've got a cable tester that I bought oh, that nice. was like a, you know, like a $40 investment or something. Um, and so that, if, if you ever notice a crackle or a pop or something that sounds like a bad cable, I mean, it's, you could test every cable that you've got plugged into your, your chain and figure out which one is, uh, is the culprit. And, you know, most cables, I guess, are, are yeah, supposed to have lifetime warranties mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah. Even if well, they it are, doesn't like, do you any good if they've broken and or they're not right. working, and you need to replace them in your studio. It just right. it shuts everything down. <laughs> I'm curious about the the voice. If if we could go back to the voice acting thing sure. a little bit, because you know, I'm it's a it's it's kind of a niche uh, business, right? Um, kind of, <laughs> and so so and and we're kind of in a niche business ourselves, and mm-hmm. and so you know, and other people as well. So this applies to not just this in general, but I am I'm curious is there is there like a com- is is there a community of voice actors that sort of oh yeah you know, work with each other? Is it 
you know, because you and I are kind of we're in the the Podfest and Jim as well are in the in the Podfest community, family, yep. if you will. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of sharing of best practices and you know, everybody just sort of working for the the commonality, the common good of of podcasting. And I, I love the Podfest uh, community that Chris Kermitzos um, has going over there. But um, is and it's not competitive. It's not like yeah. you know I'm competing against another podcaster who's talking about this. Yeah. In voice acting, is it is is it similar to that? Is there very a similar? Okay. It's actually very similar, which is why I so loved it when I came over into Chris's uh, community there because it reminded me of where I came from. Uh, yeah, voice actors are remarkably helpful and supportive of each other, and I think it's a it's a different thing than the uh, acting on film kind of deal because it's a lot less judgmental in a way. You know, if, if no one's looking at you, it doesn't matter what you look like. It only matters what you sound like. That just, for a lot of people and me, definitely, it puts me at ease a lot more. <laughs> you know, I'm not being judged on, am I too tall? Am I too short? Am I too thin? Am I too fat? Do I need to be blonde? Do I need, you know, blue eyes? <laughs> you know, like, I'm never going to be those things. <laughs> so, you know, what can I do? Well, if it's only your voice that's getting hired, then that is a lot more, I don't know, it almost seems more democratic to me. <laughs> it's maybe a strange thing because it's very, uh, it's very subjective why you would get hired and why you wouldn't get hired. It's not only a matter of the talent you have. That helps, definitely. But you have to sound like the voice that the writer was hearing in their head. And if you don't, you're never going to get the job. That's just the way it is. Mm. So, and again, audio branding. It is all about their audio brand. If you don't fit their audio brand, if your voice type doesn't match what they were thinking of for what their audio brand sounds like, then they're not going to hire you. You know, and I'll work for some brands and I won't work for others. And I totally get that. So among us in the community, it's not a competition thing. It's a oh, well, I'm not right for this, but maybe my friend Jen is, you know, or, you know, like this kind of thing. So it's, it's very, it's a very helpful and, and kind and warm community. And I love being a a part of it. It reminds me like, uh, you know, we had Lois Kramer on who works with other keynote speakers, keynote speaker herself, and Mm -hmm. she works with other keynote speakers and, um, you know, to, Tell them how to make money and mm-hmm. and 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 how to develop their their structures and and all of that. And she she said that the keynote that she would do a keynote address to a bunch of keynote speakers. And I was like, oh my god! Like, can you imagine That's the pressure. judgment? Right? <laughs> that is pressure. And she said yes. no. She said everyone in that audience wants you to succeed. If, yes, because they're they're the keynote speakers. And I and I thought to myself, yeah, yeah exactly the right way to be mm-hmm. and it sounds to me like that's that's the way these voice actors are is like listen you know my voice is not for this but you know i know jody krangle who you know just did something that's very similar to what you're looking for she's awesome so i imagine there's a ton of referrals yeah um that you get um and so from an outbound perspective you know when you're when you're looking for more business which is mm-hmm. you know um you know, could be easy or difficult depending, you know, depending on the type of person you are. It's it's not incredibly easy for me. I, I love referrals because, you know, <laughs> you know that that's yeah. kind of incoming, you know. Um, <laughs> but um, how, I mean, how does a, how does a voice, a, a voice actor promote themselves? 
Oh, there are so many ways. I mean, you know, a podcast, (laughs) (laughs) you know, which you're already doing. So good on you. But yeah, like a podcast helps being on LinkedIn and actually commenting on other people's posts. It's not all about you posting. I think in social media, I think people forget that a lot of the time. Yes. And especially in a in a business environment like LinkedIn, you need to help other people promote themselves as well as promoting yourself. And when you like and comment on other people's posts, you're helping raise the awareness to anyone who might be interested in that content. So the more that you can help promote other people, they'll promote you. It's not you know, it's not something that it's not like a, uh, you know, I'll do this. So they'll do that kind of thing. It's just, just be a good human, just be a good human. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's called social media. Yes, exactly. But I think a lot of people forget that it's not only about you doing posts. It's also about you commending other people on their posts. It's so true. It's so many people, they just, and it could be just because they're a solopreneur and they just don't have time to lean into Twitter as much or lean mm-hmm. in. I mean, there's a there's a gazillion Pick things. your social media then, yes. right? Yes. I'm on three. I'm on three. Those are the only ones I'm on. Well, okay, unless you count Clubhouse. <laughs> <laughs> sure. That's kind of a new one, but yeah. Um, but yeah, it, you pick pick the ones that you know you are going to participate in and concentrate on them. I'm not on Instagram. People have been telling me I need to be on Instagram for years and years and years. And I have just said, no, I'm sorry. I am concentrating on the ones I know I will be on. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I just don't need another one right now. (laughs) I'm not on TikTok either. I think it's smart because Instagram is very visual and it's very difficult for a, you know, someone who's in the audio space to utilize Instagram in a in a real creative social way yeah. it's it's difficult it's very visual yeah. and i know a ton of podcasters and they're you know they're doing audiograms and stuff here and there but is anyone unmuting and listening to <laughs> your squiggly line image of your it's uh, true it, it's 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 difficult to you know podcasting in general when you're trying to promote it in something that's inherently a visual uh, medium. Yeah. I mean, I know people who do it and who are doing it well. I'm sure that there is that is the case. But for me, I just wanted to focus. And I figure, you know, and and some of them I'm spending less time on than I used to. (laughs) So that actually is something of a relief to me, actually. Uh, And uh, it's not all about social media. It, it, the podcasting community really helps a lot as far as, you know, getting word out there, I guess. Uh, but the social media is something I use as a tool. I do outreach. I do like direct outreach to ad agencies and video production companies every now and again. And, you know, you just keep it short and simple and ask yeah. if they have a, a voiceover roster on their team and if they would be interested in another person on their roster. And that's, you know, keep it short and sweet, right? And I have my podcast listed on the bottom of my signature in every email I send. So, uh, yeah, and and it's usually of interest to the people that I'm promoting myself to. So <laughs> they're all audiophiles. <laughs> Well, and you've got—I mean, this is a—you've checked all the boxes for uh, for a podcast, and that is, you know, it, SEO has got to be off the charts for you because the name of the podcast is Audio Branding, uh, the hidden gem of marketing. And so, 
it's it's I always tell podcasters when you're putting a podcast together and you have a an idea for the name of your podcast and they'll they'll say, "Oh, I want to name it uh, the name of my business, which is, you know, whatever, fracking or whatever clever. Jim says, something clever." Yeah. But I say, <laughs> "No, think of your ideal listener, your ideal customer. The reason why you're doing the podcast, mm-hmm. you is to be, uh, you you love podcasting, which is you know uh, you know obviously a, a great thing, um, but you're also doing this for your business. So you want to you this is your uh, a resume in a way. It's like a it, these this is social proof that you know you actually have a fantastic voice. <laughs> and so if someone's looking for you and they're your ideal listener, they're going to start typing audio. Chances are they're going to start typing audio into a podcast uh, search engine mm-hmm. and. This is going to pop up, audio branding. And so that just totally checks the box. It's big, it's bold, and you know, you know what you're getting on this. And I mean, the guests that you've had um, on here, I, I don't want to make you pick your favorite child, but um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what's, uh, what's been some of your favorite memories from, uh, from doing this podcast? Well, I have to say, uh, and I even mentioned it in my um, preview or, or my trailer. Uh, Steve Keller, who is the sonic strategy director for Pandora and Sirius XM now and everything they own, <laughs> uh, they have a uh, ad agency, maybe a little more than that. They're kind of like an all around sensory experience, really, for people uh, called Studio Resonate. And they do a lot of really interesting stuff. Um, he was telling me about a uh, promotion that they did for Propel, the uh, the um, Gatorade-like drink. It's like an electric, uh, an electrolyte drink. And they did, this is back in 2018, I believe. So um, before all the pandemic stuff. So people were in person. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they had DJ stations set up and they would have people taste the drink while they were listening to a sound and dialing in on an iPad whether or not they wanted more salt or more sweet. And it was actually changing how they were experiencing the taste of the drink. Wow. At the at this promotion that they did. Yeah. So how awesome is that? I mean he, That's incredible. Yeah. He's a really interesting study in kind of like the perfect uh guest for my show because he's an ad guy, he's a psychology guy, and he's a musician. So uh, he's a guitar player, like a, a really good guitar player, <laughs> and uh, and ha- I think was working in Nashville for uh, a time before he actually got into all of this ad stuff and the psychology of it. And but he talks about the power of sound all the time, and our discussion was really mind blowing. I even made the two uh, the two parts of our episode into a six minute long video that is off of my website as well now. Uh, that encapsulates basically a lot of what it talked about into like a really compact thing. It's a, a really interesting two-parter that I really enjoyed. I think that's episode 19, um, 19 and 20. You know, I've talked to sound healers, a shamanic sound healer from Australia. Kay Doran is her name. So what does a sound healer do? Healing something with sound? I'm guessing. But It's almost like Reiki. You would almost think of it like vibrational um, healing, right? Mm. So, uh, you know, with the use of drums and, and singing bowls and things like this. But there are 
certain tones that when we hear them, they just relax us. They just bring us back to our basics. And that can be, it can put you in a meditative state, kind of like ASMR, which is another thing that I've done podcasts on. And, and really, I, when I started learning about it, I started learning about it because Ikea did a commercial that used ASMR in like 2016 or something like that. And I remember seeing it and listening to that and going, what the hell is this? Why is she whispering? Why is she tapping on the lamp? That is so weird. What the hell? But it was for college students, right? It wasn't for me. I had no idea what was going on. Uh, Now, since I've done a podcast about that and, you know, done the deep dive, I've become a total fan. (laughs) And I probably watch something ASMR every night. (laughs) Wow. It's, yeah. I can't, I I, I run away, um, (laughs) literally, um, from anything that does that. Jim will tell you, I am uh, (laughs) tweaked by just the smallest little thing. And I think it comes from years of, being in bands and identifying, you know, notes could, and things and, yeah. and also just podcast editing and video editing. Oh, I'm sure. So I'm sure. You have to identify certain things to go, okay, I need to pull this out. I need to, you know, pull in RX7 or yes. whatever. However, there are different types of ASMR. So not all of it is mouth noise, for instance, if that's okay. what's putting you off. Well, yeah. Well, there's, <laughs> there's one video I saw some guy yeah. and he was like miking up parts of his body yeah, and, no, um, no, yeah, that, would, I was that like, would gross me out too. So I don't, yeah. don't worry. Yeah. Um, I actually did a podcast about this and I think it was called, this might make you really uncomfortable, I think is the name of the episode. And uh, I actually do in the blog, because normally when I put these out, I put it in a blog format. I link to videos and links and things that people can check out while they're listening to the podcast player that's at the top. and uh, and then they can follow the links and watch the videos and see what all of this is about and decide for themselves. So there is a lot of really interesting linking going on in that particular blog that you might want to explore and see if it, because everyone has what they call different triggers, Mm. right? So um, I remember when I was a kid and I would watch a friend of mine sketch in a sketchbook. She would just make cartoons and stuff like that. or draw anime. She was drawing anime. And I would watch her and I would be mesmerized. And it wasn't just the the seeing of it. It was the hearing of it, too. It was the scratch of the pencil on the paper. And, you know, just knowing that she was making something from scratch, just putting that out there, right? That was fascinating to me. And I recognize that now as what they call the ASMR brain tingles, right? Because it puts you in a meditative state. So there are, and this was like, you know, I might've been all of like 14 years old, right? Like this is like way, way back. And so recognizing that that affected me when I was watching the ASMR videos, I knew in a sense, I had to sort of experience it to know what I didn't like too. I knew kind of what I was looking for. So you know, you, you have to sort of experiment and see where your triggers actually are because they're different for everybody. And one thing might completely disgust you and it might completely uh, yeah. appeal to someone else. <laughs> my son, uh, my oldest son, loves love sunflower seeds. And he oh, okay. likes the sunflower seeds that have the shells ah, um, okay. on them. And so he does this thing where he puts one in his mouth 
and he moves his teeth to where he he cracks it. Yeah. And and the 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 kernel or whatever pops into his mouth and then and that noise I hear like a mile away. And it it just it it tri- that's a trigger. I, you know, when I hear that that's click, a bad I'm like, trigger. That's a bad trigger. <laughs> I'm I'm putting the cans on my ears and yeah. I'm like, I can't ah. There are good triggers. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm just saying. <laughs> We need to we need to find out what those triggers are for Chris Jody. Yeah, Maybe you can, yeah. I need so, a list. triggers we'll so badly, Jody. On one at a time. <laughs> like I'm like I'm saying, if you go to the actual podcast, like the blog, you can check out some of the videos. And if you if you watch some of nice. those videos, one of them actually has a selection of three different ASM artists doing a bunch of different triggers. So you might actually figure out one or two that appeal to you in that bunch. There's a there's a few videos to, to look at, though. But, you know, I, I talk about all things sound and how it influences us in our daily lives and, and how we buy things. And I just find the whole subject matter fascinating, whether it's healthcare or voiceovers or podcasting or sound design and Foley, which was the latest podcast that just came out. Uh, and, you know, all sorts of things in between. This is so important in our lives. And Yet, when it comes to advertising and when it comes to a company promoting themselves, it's often the last thing that people think about. And I don't think it should be the last thing. It's important. Yeah, absolutely. Jody, you brought up something too. And I know you've been uh, involved with Clubhouse. Mm -hmm. And so as an audio person, this is probably almost like, uh, I don't know, it was like Christmas in uh, July, so to speak, when you've got (laughs) not only uh, Clubhouse, but now even Twitter Spaces and... uh, Chris and I had a lot of fun last night doing a Twitter Spaces during the NFL draft. I mean, we were oh, yeah. talking with other people and, you know, real-time audio. But it's nice, right? Cuz it's just right, it's just your voice. You don't have to get ready. You don't have to yeah. be dressed up and uh what do you, what's your take on where the world of audio is going for for creators in general? Well, I think it's becoming more and more important. I mean, we have Google Home and Alexa and all of these things in our houses all the time now and we're talking to them and they're talking to us. And companies who are not able to differentiate themselves in sound are not going to be able to be found in Alexa or Google. Like, think about that, right? How do you differentiate yourself when all you're doing is hearing? Does Coke look the same as Pepsi? I don't know. I don't think so. I would hope not. (laughs) But, you know, like, do you experience the brands the same way when you're listening to them as you do when you're looking at them? We know they have different logos and they look different by the cans, but what do they sound like? What's the sound difference? That's going to become more and more important. And I also think that sound allows us to do other things while we're experiencing sound. It's one of those things you can't watch a movie actually have your attention on a video and go into the other room and still, you know, unless you you could hear the sound, but you can't be experiencing both and think you're going to do something else. Do you know, the visual commands our attention. It takes all of our active participation. And yet sound we can do in the background. We can learn, we can listen to podcasts while we're doing the laundry. We can take a walk while we're listening to a podcast or a radio show or an audiobook. All of these things, you could be on Clubhouse and take a walk and whatever, you know, provided your Wi-Fi is okay. <laughs> you know, like all of this is all of this is possible. But the visual end of things commands your attention so much that first of all, it's tiring. 
because we're all on video all the time, Mm -hmm. watching things, looking on social media, all of this stuff. It's very tiring. It's exhausting. (laughs) And yet sound can slip into those cracks the way that water does in a glass of stones, right? And you can just sort of experience the audio and get what you need from it without having it take over your life. <laughs> and, and right now we need that. I think audio as well allows your brain to imagine. Yes. People ask me, you know, you know, sometimes you'll be hanging out, having a pint with friends or whatever, and somebody will say, well, you know, what's the scariest movie that you've ever seen? <laughs> and my answer is always Alien. Uh-huh. And the reason why is because you never saw the monster until the very end. And so you heard it. You heard the, all of the, you know, all of the like horrific things that were happening and yeah. you heard it just running over somebody or, or whatever. And in my mind, it was the most terrifying thing yeah. I could ever imagine. Yeah. But once you see it, it kind of like, okay, now I, now I see it and it's not as terrifying as what I was imagining. Jaws is the same way, right? Yes. 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 Yeah. I mean, the moment you saw Jaws, it wasn't quite as scary anymore. But the only way that you really understood how dangerous that creature was, was you saw, I mean, you saw the aftermath, but you heard that, dunno, dunno, right? Like that was, mm-hmm. that sound, <laughs> you know, right. that was your warning. <laughs> So it's been in use a long, long time. And also when you're talking about movies, if you watch a movie and you turn off the sound, you get the idea. You understand maybe what the sequence of events is, you know, what's happening, but you don't get any of the emotional context. Mm. And I think that's what sound does for us. It gives us emotional context. I know when I'm doing voiceover, if someone can give me the music that they're thinking of putting underneath what I'm speaking oh my God, that's like, ha ha, that's like, that's like my aha moment. That's like everything (laughs) because it gives me the emotional context of the piece and it lets me know exactly where my vocal tone needs to go. What kind of, um, you know, what kind of formality I need or don't need, what kind of uh, lightness or heaviness of tone I need. All of these things are, they're given as hints in the music in the emotional context of that sound. So what you're saying, Jody, is that you would never do the voiceover for deal casters because we're just, uh, we're too aggressive. Is that what you're saying to us right now? <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> You'll take our check. You'll say, yeah, no. You're saying there's a chance. <laughs> Give me the music. Give me the music. I'll make it work. <laughs> no, it's, it, you know, you're in a, as a solopreneur, you're in, you're in the spot that I think a lot of other uh, entrepreneurs want to be in. And that is, you know, you're, if someone were to see what you've, hear what you've done and see what you've done, <laughs> yeah. right? I think people like myself ask, I wonder if I can afford her. You know, not everyone can. Exactly. Right. That, and that's, and I think just, that's, yeah. that's where you want to be. It's like, mm-hmm. this person has done these things for all of these brands. I wonder if I can afford her. And I think that's where you want to be as an entrepreneur. Sure. Absolutely. Because yeah. you've, you've, there is a value for your services. There is a price for your services. And you've earned that. And I, I think, you know, a lot of people want to be there. And if you're, if you're an influencer and you're listening or you're watching, 
you know, and everyone's like, you know, all of these brands and stuff are, are talking to, to us and talking to other people. It's like, this is the price. This is what you get. It's worth it. So if, if somebody's trying to discount you down, that's, that's not my price. This is my price. And so we're not for everyone. Yeah. And that's okay. And I, so and, I, I, yeah. I commend you on uh, having something that um, is, is valuable in terms of, uh, of your brand. And I think that's, that's where a lot of entrepreneurs want to be. Well, thank you. I think also that artists need to keep in mind that starving artists should not be a thing. Amen. I'm just I'm mm-hmm. I'm just putting that out there. Amen. If you want to be able to create the art that's that feeds your soul and other people's souls, you need a roof over your head. You need to be able to afford meals. <laughs> right. You know, and and I I have always been upset by the idea that artists are not paid what they're worth. That upsets me. <laughs> so I I really feel strongly that artists should be asking for what they need. And not assume, oh, you know, uh, like a, a lot of a lot of people say, oh, well, I'm new. I don't really know this. Well, if you're creating beautiful art or a beautiful piece of music and you're just starting, it doesn't matter. It's still a beautiful piece of art. It's still a, a beautiful piece of music or whatever it is you're putting out in there. It deserves to allow you a living, you know, and I think a lot of artists feel guilty charging money and they should not. Do you think it's partially because I would say sometimes I feel like artists are giving people to begin with and they it's almost like they don't really think that they're worth what they truly are. I, I think like when when I look at you, Jody, and what you've accomplished, you know, what people don't see is, you know, like Chris and I, we were ta- Chris was talking about earlier, there's a lot of hard work that went into getting you where you are today. There's hours and hours oh, yeah. that you'll never get back. And that's what I think people forget is like, you make it appear easy and natural because you worked at it. Yeah. And I think it's the same with these artists, right? They've done all this work to have that talent. I mean, I sure as heck couldn't do some of these things that these artists do. And uh, yes, I'm I'm with you on that 100%. Right? People deserve yeah. to get what they're worth. And we need to value their what they put out there in the, into the world because the world wouldn't be nearly as enjoyable a place without it. <laughs> Hundred percent, hundred percent. That's it's the musician mentality too. I mean, you talked about going on tour. You talked about, and so if you're, you know, you're a singer or you're a musician, you're sort of used to, um, you know, doing a bunch of stuff for nothing. Yeah. Oh, musicians all the time. <laughs> I mean, you're certainly not making any money from selling albums, cassettes, eight tracks, or whatever. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, it's all streaming media now. Yeah, and it's so it's like fractions of a penny for someone yeah. to access and be able to enjoy your art. And um, I have a total respect for musicians because, again, to Jim's point, they spent years to get to that point. Uh, for you to listen to this work of art that they created. Mm-hmm. They should be paid for that. Yeah. Um, you shouldn't want want it for free. It's not like information on the internet. It's it's something that uh, you should want to pay for. So, And, you know, we all know how reliable information on the internet is. <laughs> oh, it's all true. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason you don't pay anything for it. <laughs> <laughs> Jody, I, I do have a, a, a question too for for our, our listeners and our viewers. Sure. Um, what would you recommend? Like, even with what Chris and I do, how do you like prepare your voice? How do you, I don't know, keep it healthy? Maybe you know, how do you, is there is it even possible to get more range 
into it? Or is it like, as you get older, like, you know, so, you know, too sad, so bad? I mean, (laughs) well, I'm not a vocal coach, so I will put that out there first. Right. (laughs) Keeping yourself hydrated is really important, but also keeping yourself hydrated at least 20 minutes before you're going to do anything with your voice. Mm. Because your body needs time to absorb that liquid. It needs time to do what it needs to do with it. So you can't just be sipping water while you're doing a project or on a podcast or, you know, or uh, whatever you're doing, expecting your voice to perform when it hasn't had the liquid it needs already. <laughs> uh, so that's one thing. The other thing is um, is just breathing. <laughs> and I know we all know how to breathe. <laughs> One would hope or we wouldn't be watching Are we going to get a demonstration for that too, Jody? <laughs> well, actually, that ties back into the podcast a little bit because I just had a woman named Cynthia Jai on my podcast, and she is a vocal coach for CEOs. So she basically teaches people how to more effectively use their voice so that they sound like they should be in a, a CEO. Right. So that they have more confidence in the voice that they're putting out into the world. And one of the things that she told me about was that people are not breathing properly a lot. A lot of the time they are sucking in air and and sucking in their stomach. They're tensing up as they breathe. And what you really should be doing is using the balloon method. So if you're taking in air, your stomach should be going out. So if you're taking in air, your stomach should be going out. And as you're releasing air, your stomach goes back in. It's like it's like inflating and deflating the balloon. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I can't take some thought. I was going to say, I'm, I'm sitting here trying to do that. I, I'm having some trouble, Jody. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It's but not going out. But you learned out. that because because it's it's a tension in your body. A lot of people have learned to breathe the other way because they're tense. (laughs) And so when you get used to that, that's just how you think it is. But that's not how it is. (laughs) So what happens when you breathe properly is that you get the resonance in all of the chambers of your body, including the chest, which is really one of the biggest ones that we need to use and don't use all the time. We always use from here up a lot of the time. And really to support everything, you need the whole of your body to be a part of that breathing and breathing properly helps you do that. <laughs> God, I just, I, yeah, I, I never think about it. I never I know. think breathing unless I'm, you know, <laughs> swimming or something yeah. where it's like, you, you know, you have to figure out how to hold your breath if you go underwater. Right. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I never think about it. I, I absolutely never think about it. We, we go live all the time. We're always doing podcasts. We're always doing that. And I never think about it. And it could be uh, something that could relieve a lot of stress from, Definitely. from myself personally. But I think a lot of people maybe listening, viewing are, are thinking the same thing. Like, I have to... I just did it right there. It worked. My stomach went out when I, yeah. when I breathed in. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You know, and yeah. I, I feel better already, Jody. No, but seriously, I, I <laughs> it's, it's something you have to be a little intentional about and, yeah. and really think about breathing and taking care of self-care is huge right yeah. and so when you're in the business that you're in and you know more so than us because you know we our voice is a part of what we do your voice mm-hmm. is like you know it's what i do by Lloyds of london <laughs> right yeah, uh, yeah yeah but there's more that uh, not you know uh, relieving stress basically is a really good thing and for public speakers this can work as well uh but 
you know, anyone who uses their voice, anyone who needs to de-stress, just take a breath and let it out like a sigh. Just have a sigh. Like when we let out a sigh, doesn't that just feel better? (laughs) It really does. It just does. Yeah. So that was another thing that Cynthia was telling me about. One of the episodes uh, when I promoted it, I actually talked about the power of a sigh because that really is powerful. It just, it relieves tension and stress and lets us concentrate, right? Especially for public speakers, because when you're speaking in front of a crowd, you can kind of get really tense and like your voice speeds up and you're all, you know, you're you're raring to go, but you just want, you you can't slow down, you you know, and it all just becomes a bit much. And you want the audience to be as calm listening to you and watching you as, as you want, you know, anyone to be as you hope to be and it just makes the experience much more pleasant for everyone all around (laughs) god that's so that's so helpful i mean we talk so much about helping other people uh speaking and it's it's usually related to um the equipment and getting past that and there is you know mindset is certainly a a big part of it you know like Mm -hmm. we we touched on today like you know your voice may not be for everyone we we talk about that all of the time and being, you know, having that that tough skin to realize that you know people are listening to me right now and they can't, they don't like my voice. That's okay. I'm I'm okay with that, you know. But I've been in bands for years. I'm I'm used to being heckled, so that's okay. Yeah. I, yeah. You know, I, I'm I'm I have I have a good time. But like what you're talking about, I want to add to to the mix, right? It's like take time to pause and breathe, and then start you know i think we were we're just like go 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 hit the button hit the button you got to go live you got to get the reps in and and it's like yeah you know okay but b- before you do <gasps> breathe in stomach yeah. out have a sigh yeah. and then hit the button yeah you know and, and don't forget it. your water don't forget your water yes can't forget the water <laughs> Oh, amazing. Amazing. <laughs> I, I'll tell you that for, for most of this episode, I've just been mesmerized listening <laughs> to her voice because it's just, you know... I mean, Chris, if, if you think my voice sounds good, have you heard this voice? Well, I told I told Jim, Jody, I told Jim, I was like, when, I, when, uh, when he told me um, that, uh, that you were coming on the show, I was like, mm-hmm. Jim, you know, you're, you're putting yourself at risk because... <laughs> You know, all of a sudden, the buttery smooth sound of Jim Fuse is is being usurped right now in you know live on Amazon because uh, <laughs> because Jody has has joined us and and I don't know Jim I just I don't even know if I can say it anymore I'm fine with that <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'm not going to be taking his jobs <laughs> I mean no. you know <laughs> no, Chris we're going to have to start saving up some money just so we can get right. Jody yeah to, we can't uh, afford our voiceover right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to oh, we'll have to man. open up a 401k so we can afford Jody. But okay. <laughs> everyone, ba- make sure you check out audio branding, um, the hidden gem of marketing, Jody's uh, podcast, which uh, we touched on a number of uh, of subjects. And yes, it sounds phenomenal. I can guarantee <laughs> it sounds it sounds phenomenal. So if you want to uh, to definitely, I mean, like so many great gems that you've uh, dropped. Uh, today, Jody. We want to be sure that everyone who's listening uh, or viewing 
can get in contact with you. I know voiceovers and vocals, uh, uh, com is the spot. Mm-hmm. You touched on the blog, which I think is the same, sla- but slash blog. It's just slash blog. Got yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and so that's where you can go and, and, you know, watch those videos, listen to the podcast. I mean, it's incredible, Jody, that here we are on Amazon and we still talk to people every couple of weeks that, don't know that podcasts are free. Wow. And and I understand that there are now some subscription services, so I don't want to say all podcasts are free. Um, but the podcast service on, on Amazon here, all you got to do is download your Amazon Music app, which is free, mm-hmm. and you can get audio branding with uh, Jody Krangle. And it's free as a bird. And uh, you get all kinds of uh, great nuggets like uh, like we were able to share with you today. This has just been awesome, Jody. Thank you so much for this. Could I yeah, just mention and- one more thing? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can thing? mention as many things as you want. Well, I just <laughs> wanted to mention Clubhouse because I That's know that... That's what I was going to ask about. Yeah, because yeah, uh, I have a weekly discussion Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern on Clubhouse called Audio Branding. Let's discuss the power of sound. And we just have an hour-long conversation talking about maybe some of the topics I've brought up in the podcast, but it's co-hosted by a whole bunch of other people in the sound industries. So anyone from um, sound and healing to sound designers and voice actors and podcasters and filmmakers and all of everything that has to do with sound. And we just have a discussion and it just goes where it goes. Uh, I think... um, Next week, we have a particular theme, but, you know, we talk about voice AI as well. There's all sorts of things that are, yeah, really fascinating discussions. And, you know, I'm there, but I'm not always the, the, you know, the expert on stage. There's like a bunch of people co-hosting with me who have expertise in a whole number of different uh, areas, musicians as well. So, yeah, it's just it's a great conversation. So if anyone wants to join and if anyone wants to co-host at some point with me. They're welcome to reach out on Twitter or or LinkedIn, and uh, and they can reach me that way. And, and that's, through the... that's Wednesdays, two p.m. Eastern. Yep. Yep. All right. That sounds that's, awesome. That's when the podcast is released. It's released in the morning on Wednesdays. So yeah. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> well, this has been amazing. Amazing episode, Jody. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. This is great. Love to have you back sometime if if you'd like <laughs> to come back again. I'm sure there's other stuff you'd like to talk about. That... I am always game anytime, guys. This has been fantastic. And and uh, and uh, she was right. You're really good hosts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks so much, Jody. And for uh, for those of you who have stuck around the whole time, we appreciate uh, you. We appreciate uh, everyone. And uh, as always, don't fear the gear. Thanks for listening to Dealcasters. Congratulations, you've taken another step forward in your content creation journey. Please don't forget to hit the subscribe or follow button here in your favorite podcast player so you can be reminded every time we drop an episode. We love hearing from our listeners and viewers. If you're wanting to watch our shows live on Amazon, feel free to follow Dealcasters Live as well at dealcasters.net. Follow us on Twitter or subscribe to our YouTube channel where we also include added content that you cannot find anywhere else. If you have questions about this episode or have something you want us to review, you can also email us at dealcasters at dealcasters.live. Thanks again for listening, and you know the deal. Don't fear the deal.